welcome to tonight's episode of Group Therapy Podcast. Tonight we have a ghastly ghoul. Da-da. Da-da-da. Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> skeletal area. remains of a ghastly ghoul. That's right. Dayton area horror host, a ghastly ghoul. Uh, what is the, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm, you probably don't know me. I've, I met you, I don't know how many times over the years at, um, like the, um, how, you know, the horror movie fest, the, 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 all that stuff. And then, Horrorama. Uh, yeah. Horrorama. Um, I was a friend of Andy's back in the day and, and, oh, uh, God bless Andy, man. Oh, great guy. Uh, matter of fact, he's, he's legitimately, I can say he's the reason that this exists today. Um, I lived in tip city, um, down the street, like two blocks away from the TV station he worked for. Okay. And, um, I was watching, uh, public access one night and, um, shock theater was on. And then, uh, some other shows were on it goes, if you want to be on TV contact, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I looked at my wife. I'm like, man, that's literally a block down the street. I'm going to go check it out. And I walked in and I see this guy with his feet kicked back, playing on his computer, watching some horror movie while he's working. And, <laughs> and uh, we just hit it off, man. We just, we, even when I wasn't working on my show, I'd sit in there and hang out with him till all hours of the night and everything else. But uh, he'd tell me all these stories and I got to meet uh, Dr. Creep, uh, Barry, because I had known him as Dr. Creep, didn't know who Barry was. And, uh, <laughs> Then I, he came in and, and I, cause they were doing the new shock theater at the time. And right. It's one of the ones literally I started the group therapy TV show on public access in tip city because of him. And that's why I'm doing this to this day. So I good memorial from, for Andy cop. Oh yeah. He's, he was a super great guy. And like I said, I, I wouldn't be here without him. So, uh, <laughs> um, You've been a horror host um, for quite some time. Um, how many years have you been uh, hosting movies now? Oh, I, I started in 1986, and I, I did it for 22 years. Now I just occasionally do stuff and do live appearances and that sort of thing. Just uh, after 22 years and a few hundred shows, you start to have... Well, where's my life going? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a 50-year-old man and wears makeup. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm a, I'm closing in on a 50-year-old man running a show out of his basement. So I don't <laughs> hey, I'm in my basement too. There we go. <laughs> Actually, I'm as you can tell, I'm 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 in the shitter here in the basement. <laughs> it seemed appropriate. I don't know why. <laughs> That's funny. That's like I think that's the only thing I don't have down here in my basement. I actually have to go upstairs to use the bathroom. I have a I have a uh I have a bar. Uh there's the bar with everything sitting on top of it because I also have a kid that gathers all of his toys and stuff and hangs out down here and and then uh all my He's stuff. Got good taste and stuff. Oh well the funny part about it is he he my youngest doesn't care about anything. He's 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 lives in the moment 100% here and now he he's um I anybody's watched the show I I my youngest son has autism he's he's 100% just in the moment 
nothing matters tomorrow. Nothing matters today. It's just right there, right now. Um, I was making dinner upstairs and he, he was like, what do you want to eat? Nothing, nothing, nothing. So I made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. He didn't want those. So I was like, all right. So I cut them in half and I, I ate one. He's like, what happened to my sandwich? I'm like, you didn't want it. And then he wanted it. So he's eating Child psychology. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, my older boys, they just moved out and um, they're, they're, that's, this is the stuff they love too. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of happy and I'm kind of depressed because I'm like, man, I don't wish this on anybody to have to do all this. <laughs> Well, you don't have to. You could lead a boring life like most people, you know. The real zombies in the world, they get up and go to work every day and all that stuff. I, I, I get I get up and go to my comic shop and sell video games, toys, and comics. Then I come home and to this and I I get to I I put in a hard five hours a day and <laughs> I spend time with my wife and kids that I didn't get to spend when I had a a, a normal job and stuff I didn't get to do now I get to do it and of course now that I get to do it my kids are getting older so I don't get to do it as much but my youngest gets to take advantage of it so <laughs> well at least you're you're in your own basement and not your parents so that's good well <laughs> no, <laughs> oh you, sorry no it's it's funny it's it's an ongoing joke um um my mother-in-law lives with us we we she was getting where um, she has some health issues and she has bad knees and stuff. And she, she was having some problems getting around her house. And we're like, you know, what? why don't we just buy a house big enough? She can live there. We can all live there. So that's what it is. Technically, my mother-in-law lives with us. So <laughs> I don't live in my, I don't live in my parents' basement now. Anymore. No, no, no. I, I never <laughs> lived in my parents' basement. I, 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 I uh, could not handle that. I love my mom and, and I love my I love my mom and stepdad. I love my dad to death. I love my stepmom, but there was no way I could ever move back in with somebody. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing down there? You start bumping, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Um, well, what's funny is uh, my mom actually had to text me last night. I was home. I was coming home from the shop, and um, I watch uh, Svengooli, but I don't watch it when it airs. I watch it a couple of days later. I just DVR it, whatever. And my mom had to text me. She's like, I'm watching Frankenstein. I haven't watched Frankenstein since I was a little kid. I'm like, I watch Frankenstein like four or five times a year. <laughs> we just watched Svengoolie today at the Frankenstein episode. Yep. We, we record it and wait till the whole family can be here. Oh, that's, that's, and, and it's funny because, as you know, I grew up with the horror host. And I want to say the horror host kind of disappeared for me locally because I lived here. I live in Piqua. And we, you know, we had Dr. Creep into the like uh, mid 80s. So probably 86, 87. Um, and then, you know, we had Joe Bob Riggs and stuff like that on Monster Vision. And what, well, first drive in and Monster Vision. Um, and, uh, you know, sporadically you get Elvira. And then those kind of just disappeared locally for me. I, and then I found out Dayton still had a pretty, you know, big group of people. And yeah. I was like, holy crap. And um, Andy gave me, and the worst part about it is I dug through my collection because it's probably all in storage, but I have some old VHS tapes of you. I have um, um, 
old ones with uh, the new Shock Theater. I have, jeez, um, oh, I'm trying to remember. Um, I know I got, I actually have some Baron Pork Chop, but those are on DVDs at the, at the shop. Um, then I found out by going to these horror, bigger horror conventions that this is still like massively going on. And I started meeting like all these horror hosts from around everywhere. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Now I got my kids watching them. <laughs> I was surprised in the 90s when uh, I discovered the internet and discovered there were other guys still out there. I thought I was the last one left. Me and Dr. Creep, I thought that was it. But uh, yeah, we ended up on, on Count Gore Duvall's Yahoo group he had. A bunch of us came together. There were a couple guys that actually developed characters just bouncing back and forth with hosts on the list. Like uh, uh, Halloween Jack was just starting then, Baron Von Doren. Um, the, the Bone Jangler had, had been in it for a year or so, I think, at that point. And he, he's celebrating uh, over 20 years now. Uh, we're hanging in. Yeah, that's pretty good. Cool. <laughs> You, I got there. I was staying. Uh, it, it's, it's, I used to think it was a lost art and it, it felt like it was there for a while. And then all of a sudden it's back and it's like, um, all these great characters, um, you know, people that I thought had, had retired and you're like, find out, Oh no, nope. They're still going. They're still kicking butt out there. Yeah. Um, and you know, that the, the, um, I have uh interview, uh, next Sunday with uh, the the girl from Horror Hotel up in what Cleveland area? Okay, so, Lamia. I, yeah. What what's her name? Lenora. Lamia. Oh, okay. I yeah. knew it was an L something. Yeah. And, labia. It's no, it's not labia. Yeah. Well, what's great is 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 you know yeah I go to I go to convention stuff and I've gotten like DVDs and stuff from a lot of different horror hosts from all over, but then finding what you know a lot of these guys now have. Are on Amazon. They're on um, YouTube. They're on their own Roku channel. Uh, and I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> it's a kid in a candy store. <laughs> and it's it's so much fun because like right now, um, I had a horrible habit, and I still do from occasion. Is uh, I watch completely inappropriate movies at my comic shop, and I got the big TV behind where I sit and ring people up. And I always have to pause it and 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 wait for people to leave. Then I start it back up again. But what, what's nice is finding the old horror host and stuff like that. Most of those are, quote unquote, family friendly for the most part, you know. Not I, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, well, the know, Manson family friendly. Manson family. I, I, you know, we watch these and we have a blast. And, and I got a whole new bunch of, of guys who come in. They're like, now watch it, now watch it, now watch it. And they're like, who's this guy? And I'm like, oh, you know, this is Porkchop. And uh, this is uh, Marlene Midnight. This is Lamia. This is Ghastly Ghoul. You know, this, and they're like, what? I was like, dude, you you missed the heyday. I missed the heyday. Now I feel like it's it's coming back. But, and it's so much fun getting a, a new group of guys, you know, and it's it's a group of guys from anywhere from some of my younger uh, game guy, game players and stuff like that and collectors who are, you know, late years, high school, so they're 16, 17. And then you start getting to 18, 19, and you get all these guys. I got guys up into their 60s who are now refining new horror hosts that they thought that that was a lost thing to sure. 
So, and like I said, I have a blast. That's funny. You, you mentioned family friendly. There was, a, I, I got a, a complaint, shocker, about my show one time. Um, it, it cracked me up and the lady who ran the cable access station, Annette. I came in to record and she's like, so this guy calls yelling at me because he had blocked every station on his son's TV and locked him in his room, except for like educational stations. And apparently our station, he deemed educational. And she came in and caught him watching my show and hit the ceiling, or he came in and caught him and hit the ceiling. <laughs> when, I, when I did my show in Tip City, one complaint, the entire series I ever did, I got one complaint and that was it. And it was over something stupid. Um, I did a, um, uh, a 9-11 tribute episode and it was about all the comic book creators who did, who came together to do compilations, to raise money and all that stuff like that. And I did, I kept, I posted all the pictures of all the different covers of all the books. And there's one cover to a character named Dawn from a book, uh, book called Dawn. And it's this character got three tears coming down her face. And the guy who did the artwork, it's the two towers with uh, I Heart New York painted on the two towers. And it shows her turning like this, crying. And that's the only complaint I ever got. I did an entire episode hammered. Literally, <laughs> I filmed an episode. If you watch the episode, if I can, if I have the raw footage somewhere. Because unfortunately, I, let, I gave Andy the tapes. They went to the TV station and I never went back and got them. Uh, so I have no idea what happened to him, but there's an episode. If you watch, I'm drinking a, like one of these big Smirnoff, like bottles of Smirnoff ice and the bottle keep, cause I, the way I edit it, the bottle keeps like going up and down. Cause it's all out of continuity, but I'm drinking as I'm doing the show and I'm just getting hammered. Cause it takes, you know, I did an hour long show, so I'd record I don't know, three, four hours worth of footage to do an hour long show. And by the time I got done, I'm like pounding my hands on the table and yelling at the camera. <laughs> and no, no complaints on that one. No complaints on the one that I was, I was drunk on, but evidently the one that I happen to be tributing the, 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 uh, the, the artist on the two, twin towers, that's the one I get to complain from the old lady. And ironically enough, that's the same night that Andy got a complaint because he was watching, um, he had edited video of the Mysterians and they were blowing up buildings and she didn't think that was appropriate. Two complaints, one night, same lady. <laughs> Two different same lady, of course. <laughs> Nothing better to do but complain about cable access. And our shows were on at like midnight. It wasn't like she, it was right? like midday. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the biggest complaints I ever got were for doing nothing. I, the show writer stared into the camera for like 20 minutes and smoke coming up and candle in front of me and stuff. People call it like, I think he's the devil. I think he's trying to hypnotize me. And I always met the lady that ran the station, little Christian lady, black Christian lady. Uh, Southern Baptist type, and she's she's cracking up at it, going after all the things you've done. <laughs> they complain when you do literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
funny because it, it, it would take just absolutely doing nothing because that just proves that people will get mad at nothing. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, a guy ended up being uh, one of my co-hosts on the show, Jeff McClellan, American. Uh, before we met, he tells me after we met that he watched that show and said he'd watch it for a minute and switch to something else and come back and go, that son of a bitch. He's still just and switch it and he come back and he go, He's got tenacity or temerity or, or Tourette's. I, I don't know. <laughs> I probably would have watched it and been like, what? Is it stuck? Am I missing something? Is it, is it on a loop? Well, if the smoke hadn't been moving, that's why yeah. I put the smoke in so you could tell. And I'm sitting there and you can see my eyes start to tear up and oh. the makeup's running. I had to do it twice because I shot it by myself. And the first time the top of my head was cut off. So when I started it the second time, I was already bleary-eyed. <laughs> really he said you had some old tapes from my show. Man, I'm, I'm missing a few episodes. I'd like to know what you got at some point. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure because, like I said, I have, I don't know, probably a 1,000 um, VHS tapes floating in my storage unit that are stuff I recorded off of TV back in the day or I got given to me, or, you know, something like that. Um, so I'm not 100% what I still have and what I don't have, um, but yeah. I'm, I'm planning on going through it soon uh, because, uh, because of guys like you, I do a – I don't do a horror one. I do a cartoon one. I host it like it's a Saturday morning cartoon series. Nice. I, uh, I come down here, I set up over here, I got my bathrobe on, looks like I'm in the morning, sometimes I have me boxes of cereal, I got toys and, and videotapes, and I host cartoons that, you know, people don't remember, or stuff that people, you know, vaguely remember, stuff like that, and I put it together, and I edit the old school, the old school commercials in, and the whole nine yeah. yards, so... Oh, I'd love to see that, man. Yeah, that's... that's I was fun. working on a cartoon show, um... I've got five episodes of it. I I need to get it posted. My character is the Great Huzzah, <laughs> an old doddering wizard character. And I, I show cartoons like, uh, like you say, ones you don't see, the National Film Board of Canada ones from the 70s. Uh, a lot of those were really artistic. Um, you know, stuff that, that I air, like this week, um, I, I test the waters. I see what I can get away with through YouTube and whatnot. And I've only been, I've only been blocked twice and I had to edit those episodes. Um, I get copyright claims. So they're like, you know, you're not gonna make any money off this. The copyright holders are, I'm like, I don't care. I, I'm just having fun. Um, right. It started out because I, I was talking to Matt Brassfield. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I kept telling him, I was thinking about making a horror host. Is this comic, by the way. Yes. I have that comic. <laughs> it is in my yeah. collection somewhere. I, I, I would I say it's here at the me. house, but it's most likely not here at the house. <laughs> I've got, um, nine, uh, 13 short boxes sitting here. Uh, probably got 15 downstairs, and that's probably six months worth of books for me. I am a horrible comic book collector. I collect so much, uh, but not nowhere near as much as my buddy does. My buddy gets pretty much one of everything, I think. Man. Yeah, he's he's closing in on 
he's over 300 long boxes and uh i'm closing in on uh i got like 120 long boxes and probably another 150 to 175 short boxes so but okay well one of the upsides of being able to own your own store i get to i get first dibs at all the comics that come in <laughs> yeah i um, still got all my old comics my mom never threw them out so luckily i still have them now, now, see, I never, never get my mom never threw away my comics, but she did make me sell my toys when we moved once. Sold off uh, a so many. I wanted. I. She goes, "Why well, never made you sell anything?" I'm like, "Yes, you did." Why do you think I'm? Why do you think I'm a man child now? I got to go with all that <laughs> stuff you made me sell. When I was a kid. <laughs> you, you scarred me. <laughs> I want my Stretch Armstrong back. No, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to my Stretch Armstrong. I'm probably sure oh, I broke wow. him. Yeah, they all pop and that goo would come out. Corn green cornstarch, if I remember right. Something like it was yeah. sticky and nasty. Oh yeah. <laughs> um but oh my god. But no, no, the 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 whole thing is we started out. I I was talking to him. I was like, man, I'm thinking about making my own horror host. I'd done it, I'd done the TV show, group therapy. I was thinking about bringing that back as a podcast. And then I was thinking about doing that. And he's like, do it. And I was like, how do you get past the movies? He's like, oh, you air them until they shut them off or they tell you to take them down. I'm like, oh, okay. That's what I'm doing with my Saturday morning cartoon show. I'll air whatever I can until they tell me no. Yeah. And only twice. No, they told me apologize. No. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's easier to ask for apology, easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I came up with a persona and I still love it. And if I, I, think i might do it sooner or later but i don't know if i want to i i have i my character is dr edgar shelley lovecraft phd not md he's a <laughs> it's full of references oh yeah and every every like i've i've, I've found so many uh like horror hosts and so many were like dr um wolfula or doctor this doctor that and they're, they're always mad scientist doctors i was like no i want to i want a guy who wears like a tweed jacket and smokes a pipe but he's like got like all this like oh bob arc- wilkins yeah like arcane stuff behind him and stuff and um and it's funny because if you if you look at some of the books on the shelves i've got i'm i've got books on witchcraft and stuff like that. i got old ones and stuff like that and but then I've also got books on Star Wars and Saturday morning cartoons right next to it. So. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> uh, My office looks about like your room. And I still don't have room for all of it. I keep I, looking. I, looking I for space. <laughs> yeah, was, there's always more. Um, like I said, I got I got I have all these helmets back here. So I have like stormtrooper helmets and Boba Fett and Jenga. I have a full set of stormtrooper armor that my goal is to have on us have on like a mannequin in the back somewhere but i can't find a decently priced male mannequin of all things i found a female that's at my shop i have that and it, it changes costumes every once in a while so it freaks people out because they go to walk to the bathroom and there's this woman standing there and they're like ah i get your mannequins back there i'm like wait till i get that animatronic werewolf after halloween i got it upstairs it's going to go out front during halloween when Halloween's over, it's going in my shop. I'm gonna have that thing hooked up in the back, so <laughs> nice. The IR sensor will go off, and the werewolf will be like, Arr. "I'm like, yeah, that's when I'm gonna hear people scream." <laughs> <laughs> they piss themselves, oh, literally. <laughs> um, 
I got way off topic here. Um, so, what is your what's been your favorite movie that you you've shown that you've been able to get and show? Oh, uh, I uh, my favorite episode is when I did the Manster, which I, I think is now no longer public domain, but I I did I did uh, my own version of it or chroma key myself into it about every 10 seconds interacting with the characters taking things out of their hands you know the Sengoli gets them to talk back to him that sort of thing and uh that took me 150 hours just to edit because it it was on three-quarter tape with only an a roll b roll you had to just kind of hit it and hope it came in at the right time and uh yeah that you know there there's more time shooting it more time writing it i don't know how much that thing took but it was a 90 minute long episode that that was my favorite that's cool i i i, I literally think the only copy of master i own is i have a super eight three real copy of master so setting my it was on it was on i think tmc one night yeah, he's great at Aaron stuff, man. I I just rewatched um oh man, the, I want to say the Tingler the other day. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Then they got the what the Friday night underground, so they show all the cult and uh uh exploitation movies and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, man, where were you when 13-year-old Paul was renting all that crap at the video store? Man, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Night Flight back then. They always showed a bunch of weird stuff like that. Night Flight was great. I, I think I yeah. still have some tapes of that floating around somewhere. So. I do too. Well, well you know, it, it's, I, I always tell everybody, I was like, you guys missed out on so much. You know, because I, I, I have a, a big chunk of my clientele is from like 16 to like 35. And, you know, now we're slowly getting, like I said, we're slowly getting the horror host back. I was like, but, you know, you guys now have everything at the, just at your palm of your hand. You can literally at your fingertips, you can go on YouTube, you can go on Netflix, you can go on Hulu, you can go everywhere, watch whatever you want. I was like, not me, man. Ours was the horror section at the video store and you started in the A's and you worked your way down the C's. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> and then when you're done with that, then you started in the, uh, the like, one one video store I had had the action section, but the one had the exploitation section. So it had like, um, you know, uh, you know, cannibal women of the avocado jungle of death, sorority babes, it's a slime bowl around, but they weren't in the horror section, but they were in this exploitation section, along with like, Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS, all that stuff you had. Speaking of Andy Cop, one of his favorites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Andy, Andy was so great. He would that guy was so sneaky. He tried to get me to watch the Serbian film so many times. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm not watching it. I'm I'm not as I love horror movies and stuff like that. That's just that's just not me. And he's like, oh man, so I put you I got you some movies that you need to watch. I put them on this disc for you. I put them in a computer, and I think the first one, um, I can't remember. What the, I can't remember what the first one was, but it, it was. I'm like, all right, all right, this is not bad. So I scroll down to the second one, and and it's like just 
text. It's not a, it's not like the name, like the first one's named, the second, the third one's named. That second movie was not named. I'm like, click, I click on it. And uh, I was like, nope, nope, you're not getting me. Uh, yeah, he showed me a film called Scrapbook that was really disturbing. My, my friend and I had to turn it off halfway through and breathe and go, you ready to look at that again? Oh, man. He, he got me. Oh, I know what it was. Was uh, the last one. I know the last movie on the, on the DVD was that he burnt for me. It was one of the August Underground movies. And even that was like, okay, that's a, that's just this sake for being the sake and he's just like mm -hmm, almost got you didn't i was like yeah almost all right <laughs> <laughs> he, hooked, he hooked me on to some movies i would have never seen otherwise uh god some movies i i love now because he did the um uh at englewood he did that uh like friday night or saturday night where he showed two movies and mm -hmm. he'd always show you know, like one exploitation movie and then maybe something local or independent. Uh, some of the stuff we saw, like uh, uh, Father's Day, uh, The Taint. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with The Taint. Oh, my God. Um, it, it, it's, uh, uh, I think it's located in between the... Well, go ahead. <laughs> I, took my, I took one of my best friends. He used to go with me on Friday nights over to go see them. And he was certain, he's like, what the hell did you bring me to? <laughs> and then he would go immediately and go try to find them to buy them. Because almost every movie that Andy aired, he would like go and he's like, oh, I love that movie. I gotta, and he'd, he'd go find them, go talk to them. I, I met several of the guys, um, um, the guys that did Witch's Brew and um, President's Day. Uh, God, I can't remember his name now. Chris something. Chris Lamada or something, I believe. Can't remember. That sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, talk to this dude. I'm like, all right. I was like, you know, I'm not, I don't normally go out and like talk to, and uh, sure enough, the guy's like, oh, you like my movies? And he sent me copies. And I'm like, I looked at my buddy and I've held up a, a disc and I was like, is this a bootleg movie? He goes, yeah, it's a bootleg movie, but it came from the guy who created the movie. Is it a bootleg movie? <laughs> and he's like, Did... no. <laughs> I was like, exactly. I, I have a handful of movies that because of Andy, the director sent them to me. And then we would show them in my shop after close. We would shut down and like on Friday or Saturday night, we would put the projector TV up and show horror movies that like nobody had ever seen or wasn't around here or whatever and them guys loved it so i even did that with horror hosts yeah, i think i i think i know what chris you're talking about he used to do some stuff with henry kuto too i'm blanking on his last name but yeah is um i know he did call girl cthulhu um i know it's bad i'm like hurrying up looking on my phone here chris let's see if he's actually on my La Martina? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. La, Chris La Martina. There we are. Yep. He ended up sending me three, three movies that he did just on blank. Uh, he'd burn them and send them to me. I'm like, sweet. Nice. Yeah. So he got me once. He uh, 
Well, not not only being in Black Sun, which we taped there at the, the studio, at mm -hmm. our section, we taped there at the studio in Tip City. Mm -hmm. And he had us under latex all day. Like, uh, <clears throat> well, I, I had one eye covered. Another guy had both eyes covered. And, and my co-host, Jeff, had his mouth covered, which was really hard for Jeff to not talk all day. <laughs> and I'm making fun of him all day and he can't retort. <laughs> and he's laughing. And then we did a, we did an all-nighter at the, the Neon Movies. We did a couple of them, but one of them um, was like, yeah, Andy, you go ahead and show the first movie. And he shows Battle Royale, three hours. So by the time my movie starts, it's 3 a.m., He's smirking like, yeah, I, I should have checked how long that film was. <laughs> oh, my. I, I, um, I was in, I'm in Church of the Eyes, the, the, the last one he worked on. And uh, I spent an entire day, got off work at seven in the morning, drove from Sydney all the way down to the set down in, I think, Middletown in makeup. All day we shoot. I get shot in the head. Um, we get cleaned up. We're literally on this like um, I want to say it was a um, nursery at one time. Like a you know, there's greenhouses and stuff. So we got the hose with what little water pressure we had from the well. I have bits of stuff caked in my hair. I got this big gash down my face. I have a hole in the middle of my head. And I'm cleaning all myself off. And mind you, at this point, I've been awake for, I think, about 30 hours. Because I just got, like I said, got off work, went directly to set. I got home. I'm trying to drive home. I'm starved because I haven't ate in since, like, I don't know, 7 o'clock the night before. And I think it's getting close to, like, 5 o'clock that day. And we stop at Wendy's. And my wife's in the driver's seat. I look over and I still have some of the makeup on because I couldn't get it all off because I needed to take a shower. So I have blood and goo in my hair. I have my eyes all messed up. And the girl just looks out the window at me and her eyes get real big. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> get my food and we drive off. Uh, 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 uh. She's calling 911, getting your license plate number. And then the worst part about then I go to my shop because I have to check on things before I go home and go to bed because I like I said I ain't been to bed yet. I come walking in, I have a full store full of people, and my eyes all like this. I've got black around my eyes, still got some of the makeup on. They're like, "Are are you all right?" I'm like, "Yep, I'm tired. I need to go to bed." Uh, yeah, you look kind of tired. I need to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> And it took forever to get that crap out of my hair because I, I I washed it and washed it and washed it and washed it. Went to bed, woke up, and there's this gooey red spot in my you know, my pillow. <laughs> so I got to take my pillow, wash that, wash my hair again. And then I'm wide awake because, I, like I said, I work third shift. So I'm usually asleep from like 8 o'clock in the morning till like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So I missed the entire time when I'd normally be asleep. So I slept from... I don't know, like six o'clock in the after evening till like uh, two in the morning and then wide awake for the next day. And <laughs> yeah, 
people did not know how to take that to this, this, this walking in like hi how you doing <laughs> <laughs> if i if uh, i think good. about it I'll, I'll dig through sometime and i'll send you the pictures from the set because like i said i got this i'm all <laughs> That's what ruined. Uh, I, I used to wear like uh, the first seven years of the show. I had this big rubber glove that I made with long fingers and stuff on it, and it got ruined on an episode that uh, actually Barry was on. One where Barry was haunting me, and Rick Martin cuts my head off at the end. I was belching stage blood, and I got it all over that hand, and it was so sticky. Uh, I was like, oh, "That's that's done." I shoved it in a bag and hung it in the basement and it turned into like a black crusty monkey's paw, like a glaze on it. <laughs> well, it's, it's, what is it? Uh, was it the Cairo syrup? Uh, yeah. Yep. And I didn't put glycerin in it. So it was very unstable. <laughs> hey, I don't know. My uh, senior year in high school, I had to do a, I had a speech class. And so we had to give them, give a speech and literally it was one of the ones that I had transferred schools in the middle of my freshman year. And I literally, I'm as a senior taking a freshman class. So I'm not taking this remotely seriously at all because I don't need, I need the credit, but I'm like, I don't, I'm at the end. I, I, I'm, I'm like a credit short of graduating. That's it. So <laughs> I did my, one of my final things is we had to give up and give a how-to speech. So my how-to speech was how to make fake blood. So I made like a gallon of it and I'm sitting there and they're like, well, you know, I'm like, shake it up. And you're like, and like running it out. And everybody's like, that looks real. And I'm like, yeah, and I scrubbed up, got it, got it clean. I didn't have a goatee at the time, of course. It was only, you know, and uh, a friend of mine goes, Hey, he goes, what you doing with that gallon of stuff? I was like, I don't know. Cause I'm not leaving it in my car. I got to go to work after I get off here. He's like, sweet. I'm like, here, not knowing what he would do with it. He goes out and he goes into a, one of his friend's cars and just chucks it all over the front of this guy's car. His car's white. And it just stained it with the red goo from that fake blood. And I got yelled at him like, I didn't do it. He had to go and I cops got involved. <laughs> it was a horrible moment. I was gonna ask, yeah. And I'm sitting there I'm like, I did, I made it and I gave it to him. I don't know what he did with it after I gave it to him. He had to admit that I had nothing to do with it. And I was like, man, they were trying to go after me for getting his car fixed and stuff because it just stained the whole front of this little white car. I'm like that that car wore fur. We had to throw paint on it. <laughs> That was a 90s thing they used to do. Yeah, it was, Peter that people was a, throwing Peter, paint on Yeah, throw paint on it. That car is an asshole. It's got a fur coat on. It's got fur seat covers. <laughs> right. I, I made some stage blood for a haunted house in the 80s. We had this scene where a, this window would light up in the dark and a bloody hand would slap and, and run down the window. And in between the groups, uh, the actor would squeegee it off into a big trough at the bottom. And once again, I didn't put glycerin or anything in it. It was just peanut butter and caro and food coloring. And after a, about a week or so, we're going, what's that puke smell upstairs? And it was that. It was putrefying up there, sinking into the floorboards and everything. <laughs> Nasty. 
It was smellovision. vision I remember the first time I ever made fake blood because it was, um, oh my God, I'm trying, it was the, the VHS tapes. It was like Masters of Horror or something like that. It had, um, um, oh man, was it Steve Johnson, I think? And he made fake blood on, you know, either that or it was, um, maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was the um, Tom Savini one. I remember having it on the VHS tape back in the day. And so I made fake blood for the first time. And my mom had a bunch of friends over. And I walked out and I just stand there and they're all out in the backyard. And I just go, and I just let it all start just rolling <laughs> down my white shirt. <laughs> and my mom's like, Paul, get in the house. Get in the house now. <laughs> not, not, no, not, oh, are you okay? Not, what's wrong? No, she knew exactly what I was doing and what happened. Good night. I got the Dick Smith uh, stage makeup kit for Christmas one year, and I, I made this awful looking gash on my hand, and took a pair of scissors that one blade was broken off halfway, held it up against my hand, and went running downstairs. Mom, <laughs> she turned white. I thought she was going to pass out. I had to go. No, no, no. And then she got really red and pissed. <laughs> Don't ever do that. <laughs> I'm so get horror movie makeup. Come on. <laughs> you bought me the kit. Yeah, you ordered it. I, I blame you. I learned it from watching, watching you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it's, it, I don't know why. It, it's funny because uh, a few years ago, my kid, when they, my kids were little, my tw now 20 some year old kids, when they were little, little, uh, they used to go with me to conventions all the time. And, um, you know, they, they were always kind of, they seemed like the Friday 13th movies with me, you know, watch them. They just kind of come downstairs, watch and then run back upstairs, know it was a scary movie. And one day I'm sitting there and uh, we're at a show and I look over and there's Kane Hodder sitting there. And I'm like, hey, hold on a second, guys, come here. I take them over and I'm like, hey, you know, Jason. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, this is Jason. Kane's like, hi, kids. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like. Uh, and he's like, what? He goes, this, this is me. And he holds up the picture and stuff. My kids are like, and they look at him. They look at the picture and they look at him. And he, you know, he puts the machete. He's got the, some of the stuff with him at the time. And, and my kids are like, oh, okay. You're just a guy in makeup. And that was the end of it. That was the end of my kids ever being scared of anything in a horror movie was meeting Kane Hodder. And uh, he signed the autographs for him. Didn't charge him for him or nothing. And I was like, wow okay that was cool <laughs> so um what, what, you broke the wall of illusion for him oh yeah but the thing is is that now my my youngest who who i'm surprised he isn't running around down here he got fascinated with halloween movies but only one and two that was it the 78 and 81 that was it wouldn't watch any of the other ones. Um, then he discovered Jason, and then it was six and seven. Those are the only two he'd watch. He 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 would go. I had to, I had to start hiding them because I would leave, and he would go and run, go get the DVD, put the DVD in while I'm like getting something out of the kitchen, and I'm like, no, I don't want to watch Halloween again. I had to take it out, put it away. <laughs> And so I'm raised like, him well. Oh yeah. 
And then I'm like, well, why don't you watch? Because uh, I think AMC had um, four, five, and six on, or Shutter. That, that that was the other one. He found he found two and three on Shutter, and then he'd always scroll through the Roku and go to Shutter and turn them on. I'm like, oh, at least he ain't running getting the DVDs all the time. I could just go boop boop and back where it goes. <laughs> Uh, but it, that that's what's funny is, is that kid, he, he wouldn't watch the 2018, wouldn't watch any of the other ones, one and two, and he was sitting there watching four one day, and he's just staring at it, staring at it, staring at it. Pretty soon, he's just like, gets up, walks away. And I'm like, you're not watching Michael? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just not any at one and two. That's the only ones that matter to that kid. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. My favorite Friday the 13th is okay. seven, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's amazing to be able to 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 get my kids into loving horror movies and to get them to love, especially I mean, I'm not I'm not one of them guys who's like, oh my kids are gonna love this stuff, you know, they don't really have a choice. I'm like, man, my kids got choices, they can love whatever they want. Um you know, I, I have friends who's when growing up who were uber conservative, religious, and then their kids went the complete opposite way. So they're the ones that, that you know, watch horror movies all the time and get it, you know, got into trouble and stuff like that. And But then I got ones that went from being the kids that were always, in, you know, watching horror movies and stuff like that and went the other way. And now they're the, you're like, oh, okay, now you're okay. <laughs> yeah my kids grew up around me making props and you know they they'd come in the haunted house when i was building it and watch they love killer clowns from outer space and heavy metal oh. and but they but they grew up and now they're not big horror fans they probably watch rom-coms bad dad i, I raised them wrong <laughs> it, well what's funny is my um my now 22 year old he was never big into horror growing up. Just, just wasn't his thing. And then like two years ago, it was like a switch that went off and he's like, he got into it and he started going through, he started watching some of my old stuff that I have on, on DVD, on VHS, Blu-ray. And he's just, he got like really into stuff. Like I remember the day he discovered society and I'm like, what a weird movie to discover. <laughs> <laughs> and then um he's like oh yeah then he started like oh yeah he went and found because of that movie he went and found like everything that screaming mad george did and then watched that and then he went and found like everything brian usna did and all that stuff i'm like that's how i did it i mean i was one of them I kids did. that that grew up and was like oh you know we had halloween friday 13th nightmare on Elm street texas chainsaw massacre and then i'm the kid going well, what's this movie, Demons? Who's Dario Argento? Who's this? And it slowly started until it panned out to where I'm at now. And now I spend too much money on expensive-ass Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> but you enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's fun is, um, you know, seeing movies that, especially because I used to run, like I said, I'd run a horror Halloween thing at my shop. Um, just, you know, for the guys that couldn't make it down to Dayton, guys that live close, whatever guys couldn't, that didn't drive stuff like that. 
So like we'd do it like the weekend before Horrorama. I would show three movies at my shop. We would just, you know, I would do usually two obscure movies and then one like indie or local guy. Um, and, uh, you know, them guys would have a blast. And it was, it was fun kind of, you know, just being able to introduce people into stuff that they had no clue what they were getting into. Um, the, the worst one was I had one, one, one of them, people got, what'd you do to us? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, what did you do to us? I literally, it was the beyond society and cannibal Holocaust were the three movies I showed and no palate cleanser between them. No cartoons, no nothing. And they were just like, by that time, Cannibal Holocaust ended. They were just like, what did you do? I think they were, they were shell shocked. They were like, why did you do that to us? I'm like, well, one, The Beyond and Society are two of my favorite movies. I was like, Cannibal Holocaust, I think everybody needs to see at least once in their lifetime. (laughs) Right. (laughs) like why and the worst part about it is is i didn't even show him like the good blu-ray version of it i have an old like 1978 vhs copy so it's all grainy and it looks it looks really bad absolutely like, realism yeah so i project i use my projector and i project that up on the wall and they're just like oh i felt dirty I'm like <sighs> yeah. that's how you should feel <laughs> I, I have guys around your age who were kids watching my show and they'll come up and go, first time I saw porn was on your show. <laughs> and you were seeing clips of porn, but there was no, it was usually the ridiculous face shots and things. But yeah, they're, they're going, dude, first time I saw porn was on your show. <laughs> like I'm smoking a turd in purgatory for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like uh oh god there used to be a show called pg porn you ever watch that uh-uh. oh i, I want to say it was james gunn the guy that did um um you know guardians of the galaxy the new suicide squad stuff one of the first things he ever did is he worked for trauma to begin with and he did a show called pg porn and it was these edited down porn movies into like 10 minute long episodes because that's all you could boring ever- movies <laughs> <laughs> but it was called pg porn um, and that's all i think i can think of is watching that watching your old stuff and seeing the the porn faces and stuff like that and you're just like it's pg porn because <laughs> <laughs> you don't see anything uh well that's like i, yeah, I got take out the porn they're just really thin plots <laughs> oh the plumber again the pizza guy's here and the plumber the pizza guy yeah. and the plumber showed up <sighs> and then nothing really happened and they left. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then she got her pipes fixed and uh, pizza. And then she went home. He went home. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny because me and my wife were talking about this. I was like, man, I was like, I remember watching horror movies and stuff back in the day that I look at now and go, Who, what, did, did, were there any parents around when I was watching this? Because I was not old enough to be watching this as a kid. <laughs> Sure. Um, uh, what was the um, one I love to this day is uh, Mausoleum. Remember Mausoleum? Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the woman's 
boobs turn into monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I watched that a while back. It's like, man, I loved that movie when I was young. And I'm watching it now. I'm like, wow, that is weird. <laughs> it's like, it was, uh, is that weird? Back when we had a lot of drive-ins in Dayton, there was uh, the Dayton East drive-in. And that's pretty much all they showed. Most of the time, they would show marathons of B-horror movies. Saw a lot of good stuff there. Oh, man. That, that, that would have been awesome. I mean, I remember locally, our little theater here in town would occasionally show, like, Saturday afternoon horror movies. So you got to see, like, the old black and white stuff on Saturday afternoons. So you'd see Dracula, Frankenstein, stuff like that. And then once, like two, three times a year at midnight, like especially like Halloween or like one day in the summer, I think like July 4th weekend or something, like holiday weekend at midnight, we'd get two movies and, you know, stuff you get to see like Blackula and it was, it was so random. Um, I remember because I was kid it was 87 and they rebought back out uh lost boys so we watched lost boys and then after lost boys was like um some i i probably another vampire movie but probably like super weird like 1970s vampire movie <laughs> so i i i want to say it was um I want to say it was one of the Ingrid Pitt movies. So it was probably like Vampire Lesbians or something like that. Or, <laughs> but when it wasn't Vampire Lesbians, so it was like uh, 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 Canilla or something like that. Or, or Carmilla? Camilla, yeah. So, but it was under a different name. Yeah, that was like, the very first, uh, very first vampire, uh, female vampire was before Bram Stoker's Dracula, even was Carmilla. It was just like 1813 or something. Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. It's um it wasn't well received because of the lesbian lesbianism. I I don't get it myself. Now every every horror movie has lesbians in it. <laughs> and I approve. That that is that is a thing now. So it, it's <clears throat> that was my wife. Sorry, my wife's like texting me now here. She's oh. telling you to stop talking about lesbian vampires. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no but she, for some reason her phone just texted me the exact same thing twice hmm. uh, sure hours change she usually works in the morning and gets off in the afternoon on Mondays but tomorrow evidently she is working afternoons and not mornings so oh well <laughs> she can sleep in tomorrow morning I'll get up at the same time I normally get up <laughs> My wife asked me one time why why guys like lesbian porn movies. I'm like, oh, well, because there's not some guy's hairy ass in the way. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of looked at me and like, well, what explanation do you want? That's it. It's true. There's not an ugly <laughs> you guy. Lie in about there. it and say it, it's art. That's why I'm watching it. It's high art. <laughs> oh, you gotta love that when it's like, uh, no, it's an art film. No, 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 that is not an art film. That is, that is, uh, that's lesbian porn. I don't care what you say. <laughs> now, two girls in a cup, that's art. <laughs> that's art. Oh my gosh. 
That's the worst part about it. I had a guy at the shop making fun of that yesterday. And the fact that he brought it up today, I haven't heard of that in five or six years. And all of a sudden twice in less than 24 hours. <laughs> it means you have to go watch it again now. <laughs> you think that's something I could pass on for the rest of my life? I don't think I'd be fine with that. Like <laughs> cannibal Holocaust. Once is enough. Once is enough. Yep. 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 There's the everybody everybody has to watch it once and then everybody goes, nope, nope, not again. <laughs> everybody gets the common reference when you say it now. So yep. we don't have to watch it again. Nope. Every everybody gets the one. No. Uh, <laughs> and I don't eat jello pudding cups anymore. <laughs> you like the visual <laughs> not so much the visual it's the auditory memory yep the uh yeah in the old factory the smile of vision again yeah <laughs> uh, oh my god we, we i had to sit there and um a while back, we were sitting there talking horror movies that, like, 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 uh, Cannibal Holocaust is like movies that you can watch once. That's it. They're great movies, but you can only watch them once. And um, I was like, unfortunately, it's like, yet again, Andy. Andy was the one that had me hooked on all these movies you can watch once, and that was it. Uh, I want to say, I want to say he got me to watch Martyrs, um, and some other ones, and I was like, okay, that's a. Uh, Yep, there again. Her phone's double texting me for some weird reason. Ah, huh. uh, holy crap! Sorry, I'm like all over the board today. It's been a, it's been a long day. I norm I normally get up and go to the gym, and then I do a couple little things. I got up this morning, drove an hour away, got an animatronic werewolf, drove an hour home, moved the refrigerator to my kid's house, came home. Um, Ran and did errands. Then I came home, did a first interview, cooked dinner. Now I'm doing this interview. <laughs> so you so, had a well-balanced life there. Oh my God. It, it's one of the ones where, where I, I have to stay busy. If I don't stay busy, I feel like I've wasted like something. And I don't know why. Because I'm, I'm I'm I go a thousand miles an hour to the point where I get some stuff gets half-assed, thrown off to the side. So, see, I, I I do all this stuff, and then I go, damn, I wasted a chance to lay on my ass and do nothing. <laughs> I, I I get up about eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning, and I go till about two in the morning, and then I start my day all over again the next day. So, <laughs> that's actually good for you. Yeah, and 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 it doesn't matter if it's Monday, a Tuesday, a Saturday, or a Sunday. It's almost always the exact same schedule, and it's just my schedule so well idle hands of the devil's workshop you know That's so right. keep busy <laughs> and then at, at night when i could finally chill out so about one o'clock in the morning maybe two thirty, about 12 30 one o'clock in the morning i can actually mellow out i sit down i watch a horror movie i read some comics and chill <laughs> for for a little bit and then i get up and start it all over again the next day ah all right man um any any advice for people who want to become a horror host, who who think that, you know, they got the chops to be out there uh, pushing, helping, you know, hosting movies? 
I do it. Video doesn't cost anything, you know. Not like the old days where we had to use three quarter tape or film. <laughs> and uh, I always tell aspiring hosts, don't start wearing grease paint. You'll hate it after a while, having to put it on every time. Be smart, like the bone jangler. Just wear some dark glasses or something. A, a nice tweed suit. <laughs> yeah, that's my whole thing. Get tweed suit and actually get get. I need to just bald it up to do the hair around the sides be the old man <laughs> hey i resemble that remark <laughs> oh man <laughs> it, it's funny I, I joked around i did a i did a show uh tuesday and uh we were talking about um stress dreams i was like have the dreams where your teeth fall out and my buddy were laughing i was like i don't know i've experienced the same test stress dream for the last 10 years my hair's been falling out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna have an eyeball tattooed on there. I'll look like a creature from Johnny Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Johnny Quest. <laughs> Bandit, come back here. <laughs> um, if you could do come back for one more movie, I know you said you're kind of semi-retired. One more movie. Money is no object. You can do whatever movie you want to do. What movie are you doing? Oh, wow. That's a hard one. Um, God, I got to dig back. I don't want to go with anything too obvious. It's like trying to pick things for the midnight movies. You know, you pick something like a Rob Zombie movie. Ah, it's too easy. Yep. Um, Blue Sunshine. Jeff Lieberman film, Blue Sunshine. Cool. Yeah, about the, uh, it's kind of the the big chill with acid. <laughs> These college friends get together years later and find out everyone who did the Blue Sunshine is turning into crazed zombies, killing people. You I know, like that. <laughs> I, I seen that. God, I can't remember. That's a... That's, uh... I can't remember when I saw that. It's been a while. Because it was uh, it was one of the ones that just back, uh, I don't know if I saw it back in the day or uh, off of Amazon or something. Because Amazon there for a while was having all these like wild-ass horror movies that I hadn't seen in forever. And then they took a lot of them off. And I think that, I think I saw Blue Sunshine what was on there. I don't know. I watched so many movies, it starts to blur together after a while. I, I caught it on Bob Streve's show, like in late 70s or early 80s. I was staying up all night tripping, watching Bob Shreve, and this comes on. I'm like, <laughs> it's alive too, had the same effect on me. <laughs> I was tripping, watched that with the babies crawling through the woods and stuff. Oh, yeah, ah! with, that, with that weird, like, baby vision where the, the yeah. sort of blurry around the edges. And, oh, yeah. Oh my God. I got to share that the Blue Sunshine story with Jeff Lieberman and got to tell Larry Cohen about <laughs> it's a live story. <laughs> and they 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 were both like, you watch that, do it acid. Mm -mm -mm, don't recommend it. <laughs> and kids, I don't recommend LSD for you either. <laughs> we do not promote drugs. It never hurt me. Yeah, it never hurt. Never. <laughs> oh man, 
we let's like um I, i've never been I've never been a drug user never never um ne- never really you spend too much damn money on collectibles you oh, don't have probably. money I, I i was i was i was a heavy drinker that one time and we would just get hammered and sit around and just watch horror movies until people complain because we'd sit there and we drink and we put another one in. We drink and put another one in. And, you know, it's 4.30 in the morning on a, you know, and the cops show up because they're like, we hear screaming coming from your house. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like, we're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Isn't it a little late for Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Well, we already watched, uh, uh, you know, Pumpkinhead. We already watched this. We watched this. <laughs> and i was like yeah yeah, single guys first department man we just (laughs) i i was every once in a while you get the cop who'll go can i come in and watch (laughs) those are the ones you gotta be scared of well it's funny it was one day where we got we got yelled at and told to to turn the volume down and it was the worst part about it was it wasn't even that late but there was a Catholic church right across the street from my first apartment. They had their street fair going on. So literally right in front of my house, I could throw a rock out my window and hit a pony because there was the pony ride was right in front of my house. And I was tired of it. I got sick of it. I, I was working a ton of hours and I come home and there's a pony ride in front of my house. No place to park, no nothing. So I'm like, all right, screw this. So we go up and I, at the time, I was the only one of my friends, like I said, had an apartment. I had a big TV back then. I had a big 36 inch console (laughs) TV with the stereo sound and everything else like that. And we were sitting there and we were, we started watching horror movies and um, I'm still watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet again. And pretty soon the cop comes up and he, he knocked pounding on the door. And we're like, what's that noise? I turned the volume down and like, you know, hear it, bam, 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 bam. And I go down, open up the door. There's like three cops sitting down there and they're like, we got a noise complaint. I'm like, how do you get a noise complaint at like eight o'clock at night when there's a fair across the street? (laughs) And they're like, well, people were complaining because there were screams and yells and chainsaws coming from your house. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I have... The carnival rides over here all night. I have the horses over here all night. And that's all I hear is drunks going up and down the street because it's a Catholic street party. I was like, so who's com- going to complain? I live here. They don't. And then the one cop's just sitting there staring. And pretty soon he's like, he keeps looking up my steps. So I had the upstairs apartment. He goes, and he just looks at me and goes, are you watching Chainsaw 2? <laughs> and I went, yeah. He's like, thought so thought that was dennis hopper and he just goes back to standing in line behind the other two guys that's <laughs> and i'm like oh, okay the fact that he knew it was texas saints on massacre too and that he could identify dennis hopper from upstairs apartment on a street during a street made him cool that was a cool cop and the worst part about it is i don't think he even lasted that long i think he moved on to another city shortly after that but yeah <laughs> oh shit man hey paul yeah uh, I'm sorry, I'm in the basement and my battery's running low on the oh. here. I, I may have to cut you off. Maybe we can do this another time. Yeah, we'll just yeah, both yeah, do it on the phone. Yep. 
All right. There's man. a good haunted house down the street from us if you want to come down and go to it sometime here in the next couple of weeks. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, I'll get your information and stuff and tell me which one it is. Um, I was going to have to get ready to cut off anyways, too. Um, I got to go upstairs to finish up some stuff. Um, it was good talking to you. I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, good talking about stuff back to the past. Good talking about Andy and stuff, too. Um, and uh, I will talk to you sometime soon. And uh, I'm glad you showed up because we're going to get some more horror stuff going on for this month on Halloween. So thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate it. Cool. Happy Halloween, dude. Happy Halloween, man. Take care. Hi, I'm a Boglin. Me and my buddies want to be your friend. Right, guys? Right. Call us at 1-900-909-5464 and hear how we can protect you from ferocious beasts. And help you teach your grades your math test. Yeah, a new story every day. One call gets you a 3D Boglin hologram like this. Four calls get you a set of six. Trade them with your buddies. And part of your $2.35 two-minute call goes to Special Olympics. So get your parents' permission and call us at 1-900-909-5464. Go get the phone. I said get it, not eat it. There's goblins, there's goose, there's pirates about. Halloween's coming, the trick-or-treaters are out. But look at that witch on Halloween night. She's the first one with a blinking pumpkin light. Pumpkin light flashes so everyone knows she is near. Pumpkin light makes Halloween safer and scarier this year. And pumpkin light's safer for a spooky pumpkin too. Just pop it right in and watch your pumpkin go boo. Pumpkin light is available at Osco, Purity Supreme, Spags and Leewards. It was a Halloween party where fantasies come true. I put on Showtime makeup and did a dance or two. The boys and goons were hanging out like Vamp and Tigress too. My Showtime face was all in place, then Rock Angel, I saw you. It's Showtime, the adult Halloween makeup. Showtime is hypoallergenic, more comfortable than masks, more fun too. You know you are my fantasy, but I can't speak to you. Make up a Halloween fantasy with Showtime Makeup. And thank you for watching today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. You get to see a ghastly ghoul, uh, Dayton horror host. You can find him sometimes on YouTube and some other places. And as always, the, the Group Therapy Podcast is brought to you by RU Game, the best comic book collectible store in all of Pickle, Ohio, located at 124 North Sunset Drive, Pickle, Ohio, 45356. And remember, stay tuned for my other shows. We got a ton of stuff coming up the line. I have, uh, I got at least an interview a week, if not more. So I greatly appreciate you guys hanging in there and watching. And I will see you next time. Excuse me. On Group Therapy Podcast. Take care.